podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome, lovely listeners, to the Anfield Index podcast, the home of entertaining chat about the six times champions of Europe. It is episode 239. I'm Trev Denny, podcasting to you as ever from a field in beautiful rural Ireland. And I will be joined on this show by friend to the famous Carl Kopak with more clangers to be dropped. Celebrated idea thief, Cam Inception Branch. S-Club superfan Guy Drinkle will be producing in the background. And for his annual return to the show, fanzine magnate and footy scribe Mr. Neil Poole. Now, before I introduce you to the lads and get their opening thoughts, I wanted to share with you all something that's been on my mind the last few days. You see, I've been wrestling with some heavy concepts of late, sparked by a kind of existential crisis that came about when a man, known to us all, sought to claim my intellectual property as his own. It was a hammer blow to my perception of the world and the basic tenets of friendship and loyalty. Perhaps though, maybe I was wrong. Maybe there are no original thoughts. Maybe we need only the cunning and highly fanciful technology of Chris Nolan's inception in order to liberate any idea from any mind. Perhaps then Cam Branch is Leo DiCaprio. So let's have a listen and see what you think. What is the most resilient parasite? Bacteria? A virus? An intestinal worm? Uh, what Mr. Cobb is trying to say, an idea. Resilient, highly contagious. Once an idea has taken hold in the brain, it's almost impossible to eradicate. An idea that is fully formed, fully understood, that sticks. Right in there somewhere. Well, someone like you to steal? Yes, in the dream state, your conscious defenses are lowered and it makes your thoughts vulnerable to theft. It's called extraction. Mr. Saito, we can train your subconscious to defend itself from even the most skilled extractor. How can I do that? Because I am the most skilled extractor. I know how to search your mind and find your secrets. I know the tricks and I can teach them to you so that even when you're asleep, your defense is never down. Huh. So we'll come back to what that might just have something to do with in a little bit. But let me welcome back to your ears the dulcet tones of Mr. Neil Poole. Pooley, thanks for coming on. No worries, mate. You know, the first question he asked there, or the opening question, was yeah. what's the worst parasite? Yeah, go on then. I've got the answer. It's a football neutral. They just because you know, like after the uh, the final, you know that one, that little one that we won recently, and everything, and everyone was coming out afterwards to say about how the game was, uh, you know, it wasn't the greatest game in, in the world to the neutral. Yeah. It, it really brought home how like no one's opinion matters less than a, a football neutral. It, it it absolutely means nothing, and it did get me thinking. It's just it's I've actually been thinking about parasites, and I think the football neutral take take take, but they never give. It's good to be back, Trev. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Oh, man, you're going to fit right back in here. It's a 
It's like he's never been gone. Uh, it's a bit of gold to start off with. I actually got it. I've got one little question for you because I'm just yeah. noticing your, your screen name here when I was sending your contact on to Guy, which you already had probably. Uh, it's got seven four seven. Are you are you like a a, a, a closet um, um, you know aeronautics expert as well? What, what's that all about? No, that's just. For, I mean, I've had this. I've had this Skype account for pretty much however long. Like the Anfield Index podcast started whenever, whenever that was, two thousand and thirteen or something. Oh, sorry, you 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 started it for that, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I started it for that. I think I've been on six times, <laughs> like in six years <laughs> or whatever. Um, I'm too spent um, after you know after one episode, um, and I think back then I think that was around the time I was just sort of opening a Twitter account for the first time and maybe Facebook for the first time and all these things. And you know what it's like when you you just stare on the spot and you just sort of have to come up with usernames and you're trying yeah, to yeah. use different ones and everything. And I don't know if it was this time of year. There's there's always loads of programs about plane crashes this time of year, isn't there? Uh, like just as you go on holiday, you're like, oh my god. Um, so I'm wondering if there was plane crash programs at the time. And seven four seven was sort of in my mind. It'll be so it'll be something like that. I, I like planes as well. Yeah. yeah, it'll be something random like that. Actually, most planes a boss. Must get a chance uh, to chat chat to you about your your recent holidays when we get when we get when we get a minute here. But let's let's uh, keep to uh, our decorum and and go around our, our individual contributors and uh, Carl Kopak. Um, you always have something interesting to start with, and I believe this is going to be something that may not be familiar to me, but maybe everyone else will be able to relate to it. I've got I've got all allegorical. This oh, is yeah. allegorical. So basically, I'll tell you what this is. This it's a, it's it's dialogue from the West Wing, which I really like program the west wing and it is a discussion between two senior um military personnel and um colonel admiral sorry admiral fitzwallis who is a um who is the the show i got the chairman of the joint chiefs or something um for the and just to make up just, just to let you know the the background of this is he's black that is why this is an interesting statement okay <clears throat> right major tate sir we're not prejudiced. So I basically discussed about whether gays should serve in the military. Sir, we're not prejudiced towards homosexuals. You just don't want to see them serving in the armed forces. No, sir, I don't. Because they impose a threat to unit discipline and cohesion. Yes, sir. That's what I think, too. I also think that the military wasn't designed to be an instrument of social change. Yes, sir. The problem with that is, that's what they were saying to me 50 years ago. Blacks shouldn't serve with whites. It would disrupt the unit. You know what? It did disrupt the unit. The unit got over it. The unit changed. I'm an admiral in the US Navy and the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staffs. Beat that with a stick. And my point of saying this is, lads, women are playing football. It's all right, you know. They're not going to take your game away from you. I I think that is really opposite on the back of some of the nonsense I've been seeing on my timeline. Why are people so threatened? It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's 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 like um, well it's it's just the it's the argument about most. I mean, it's the whole vegan thing as well at the moment. People are being absolutely uh, Noel Gallagher, <laughs> the 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 world's most average guitarist, um, going on about it. vegans. What's the point, mate? They're not making you become a vegan. They're, they're, it's you shouldn't feel threatened. It's all right. People can do other things, and if they're legal, and if you're not just ripping off the Beatles every five seconds, then it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, look, I mean, to be honest, I saw that that clip um, on mute. You know, when you just you can see it playing back and it's got the it's got the subtitles. I was like, I'm not even going to listen to that twonk. I mean, I just God, how you know, there was a time back in the late 90s where, you know, you might have had him on a sort of slight well, no, pedestal was never really the word, but you kind of admired him straight talking all that. But he's just turned into such an old fucking. Well, I'll just say this one, one album. Yeah, that, that's got me some hate mail on Twitter. Oh, that, that's that's Staff, that's gonna. Staff, that's Staff gonna, gonna go berserk when he hears this. But yeah, what, they they did one album. You're getting hammered for that. That's a fact. You're getting hammered they, for they, that. They did. The second uh, album. The second album's only forty percent songs. Says says the man who recently bought himself a Fender amp, which he's noodling away on. Um, so we will uh, we'll we'll take care. I'm lit- I'm literally um, brushing it with a with a nice silky um, chamois leather at the moment. <laughs> It's, it's 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 just beautiful it's a lovely thing man it's one of those ones that things i used to look at and go oh god i wish did was it was it a bit of a bargain did you yeah did... I mean, it's only a 10 watt amp so it's only a little practice amp it's, there's nothing special on it at all but I, basically, I went i went to into a shop near me today to get um uh to get some guitar strings and it was just there with the words 35 pounds on it i thought i sort of need a new amp anyway and 35 quid that's just like god telling me to buy it yeah, but it's just they're just so pretty. Like they're just so I don't know. They're just classic looking little things. I love I loved it. I have to say, yeah, and quite quite fun. Your little rendition of uh, of Get Lucky as well. Fair play. Uh, oh, I'll be I'll be playing this out. I will not be playing this out. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you go full Mark Marin and play us out with a bit of yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, Cam, I've kept you waiting, man. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I hope I hope it's not not been much of an inconvenience. I know you you'd like a right of response um, to my uh, to my references everyone can i just point before you say this can i just point out to, to all the listeners that the legal world is currently on tenterhooks about what's going to happen in the next 90 seconds it is fucking right man and you know from previous experience in this show so yeah yep. go ahead cam the following statement has been <laughs> with my lawyers after various slanderous lies on social media and various podcasts I will not be taking any questions or making any further comments on this matter unless instructed to do so by my lawyers. Statement now to follow. Dear Anfield Index Overlords, podcasters, writers, contributors, subscribers, and listeners, yours truly, Cam Branch, plagiarist, (laughs) podcaster, Father of four, <laughs> master of none. Continue. That's your lot. That's my lot. It's uh, a bit non-committal, man. I was expecting to come out, <laughs> come out all going to place I'm not really sure what to say about that. It's, Mine cost me a Toby Carvery when I had to go legal. Right, yeah, like it's 50% humble and 50%, uh, you know, dug your heels in there. I'm not really sure what you're doing, but we'll, 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 we'll go with it. We'll go with it. I'm going to be what they say in work circles now, which is a critical friend. What oh, yes. are you going on about? I have literally no idea what's going on here. <laughs> So, so the 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 over overriding story behind this is that um, I came up with an idea for a show and Cam stole it. Um, that was basically it. And then he went and told Gags that it was his idea. What was and the idea? 
It was an idea for a summer show where we'd uh, talk to um, um, people from around the, the the world about their experience of the final, um, and we've turned it into. Oh, that thing Cam did. Yeah, it's good that Cam. Yeah. Well done, cheers, cheers, Cam. Well done, Cam. Well done. Thanks, Neil. <laughs> well, this has been fucking wonderful. That was the Anfield. Why, why don't you come up with stuff like this? What's that? You're the host of this thing. What's your why point? Why aren't you coming up with ideas like this, Tony? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll just leave it at that because I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get anywhere here um, on this particular topic. I had suggested a couple of things that we could talk about, and um, I know that Carl's going to be using all his transfer in-depth transfer knowledge on a on a show on, on uh, in, in his hometown um, on on the radio as well, perhaps perhaps on another pod- podcast, which will remain nameless. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, you, I can understand, man, you're probably saving up all your gems of wisdom to drop on that particular show because we all know how big you are into the whole transfer machinations. But um, I did ask uh, that the other lads would think about it a little bit and not from the perspective of what's going on because nothing is going on, as Cam correctly pointed out earlier on. But from the perspective of, like, I mean, now that the dust has settled a little bit and, you know, we're, we've been thinking about what's what's what. Is is there anything that's really jumping to mind? I mean, we, we're getting a clearer picture of who might be leaving. We're definitely getting a picture of a couple of little rumbles that people are interested in. Degsy, AC Milan linked heavily with him, whether that's true or not. We know that Adam Milana has decided that he wants to commit his future to the club. Uh, bless him. So I suppose what I'm thinking is, based on what you've heard, is, is there anything that's borderline real story actually taking your eye? first and then second of all what is it that you think we need to get done over this whatever it is four or five weeks that we've got left because frank getting a little bit nervous pooley what are your thoughts really a little bit man not 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 just because i i know how long it takes us to do deals carl that's all that, that the, the the it takes us a long time to get things like um we we do protracted right, things yeah, all right. Very, very good. Name another one that came, that came in that fast. You know what I mean? So, I, I, Becker. That wasn't fast. It was. He, he, announced, he only announced two days earlier Danny Ward was going to be his number one for the season. Mercedes? Going back a bit, possibly. Anyway, as I was saying to Pooley, <laughs> pair of fuckers. As I was saying to Pooley, uh, what, 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 any of those stories like the Degsy thing, any of them take your eye? Or I know you kind of zone out a bit like us during the summer, but what, what do yeah. you th- uh, Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to get on the stories for you in terms of the other side of it, in terms of what I'd like. Um, I mean, a big believer in sort of making hay while the sun shines and the sun's very much shining now. I think what I'd really like is, um, is someone of comparable quality to our current from free for me you know Salah and Mane and I know that sounds like a massive massive ask but I, I can't help but think if now is not the time to sort of really sort of be asking these questions and going for these sort of type of players um, now's the time and that's probably I mean I think the reality is with the um, African Cup of Nations and everything I think if Mane and Salah come back late and I'm, very po- I'm, I'm ridiculously positive about next season, by the way. So this is very much a case of me sort of splitting hairs and looking for the, looking for the little things that get us sort of perfection, which has been proven, I think, to sort of see what we'll have actually need to do. But, I mean, you could be starting against Norwich with a front three of, if you take it as it is, possibly what? For me, you know, 
Divock and, and Brewster, you know what I mean? And sort of, or, you know, put maybe put Shakira in there too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As someone just reminded me, and Firmino's at the, um, at the Copper America too. So does he come back late? Maybe that's already started, hasn't it? So maybe he comes back a little They're bit They're going to miss pre-season, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and I just, I mean, our competitors are Man City. And obviously we haven't got the man, the, the money that Man City have got. But the, the drop-off at the moment from our so from our front three to whoever comes next is much bigger than Man City's uh, drop off. And now I'm not sort of disparaging Origi there. Obviously, you know what he's done over the last sort of few couple of months, um, and also what he did at the derby is like it was absolutely amazing and it's great. But I think I'd quite like Origi to just carry on fulfilling that sort of wild card. Laugh your head off! Oh my God, what's Origi done? Uh, he's just being all Origi on us. Sort of, just to keep that role as yeah. opposed to he's our next best sort of player. And just like little things as well, we've had two seasons now of them three being our front three. I do sort of start thinking, you know, not so much will they get found out, but obviously you know, teams about two years now to sort of work out how to sort of stop our front three. You know, you want competition with Liverpool. You want the best players possible. So. Even though there is that argument that, you know, oh, you don't get X player because they'll never get a game. Well, I want to buy a player who's brilliant. I don't know who this player is, by the way. And comes into that Liverpool side and thinks, well, no, I will be better than one of those three. I will take their position. And you know what? And even if it's like a favourite, like a Mane or a Salah or, or whatever, if someone comes in and they really, really challenge them, then that's the way it should be. So I would really like to see top draw in that front three because I just think drop off still leaves me a little bit uneasy um, just for wanting to sort of get you know a similar points total again next year and hopefully win the league. I've got, I, I, I've got an idea about that. Go on. I, I was thinking about a player because it's, it's, he's getting on a bit and his side's slightly on the slide. His team is slightly on the slide. I'd love to see Lewandowski. Oh, yeah. that's Because that, that's the sort of level. That's the correct level. And... So he's getting a bit older, and you know he's he he hasn't played in this league. Anyone else is he going to play for? Yeah, it's it's a share, and and actually, I mean, you know, I I completely identify what Neil was saying there. Like, I'm not going to tell you I know who the players are either, because that's just not my interest, and certainly not my knowledge uh, base. But like, I would agree very much that I think we do need someone of that ilk. I know I saw. Uh, Dembele from Barca being linked today. We saw the ridiculous, like, fanciful uh, stories about Mbappe that people are just um, spreading, like myself, just to wind rival fans up. But I think, Cam, it's a good shout, that, isn't it? That, that, you know, if there is an area in the team that, you know, I would go to first. I know an awful lot of people are talking about Delict, but I'd go there. I'd go across the front three. Where would you go? Um, yeah, starting with the front three, um, that's a must. Um, it's like Neil said, the drop-off in quality is huge. Um, I actually said to Adam Petrioni, uh, I apologise, Adam, Adam Petrioni? Petrucioni. Petrucioni, sorry. Yeah. sorry. Uh, Adam, Adam. Adam, yeah. yeah so I'm great at mullering names. <laughs> um, so Adam said uh, he was doing his uh, plane watch. And he, yeah, I noticed this. Is, yeah, yeah, go on. And a, and a plane, funny enough, came in from Munich to Blackpool the other day. And I, the first thing I said to him was, Lewandowski. Yeah. Well, he's, he's going to Blackpool. Well, yeah. That, that's a hell of a but, drop off. That's where we have our secret meetings, though, Blackpool, isn't it? That's very it true. Is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's cool. on top of the roller coaster. Yeah. Well, you know, apparently, you know, I think that's where Jurgen likes to meet him uh, for the donkey rides. So, um, um, but. 
I I thought Lewandowski as well because again he, you either you either try and get better and better is very difficult to get because better is Mbappe possibly isn't he really yeah he's better than our front three yeah um, so there's there's not money in that category there's not like, many that- in that category so to get yeah. the, to get Mbappe you're looking well over two hundred million now aren't you. Yeah, and 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 realistically, realistically, if, we're not spending two hundred million on no, one. no, that's from God. Uh, yeah, and if if yeah. Real if Real are, are batting their eyelids, he goes there. That's that, just yeah. I don't think even Real would spend two hundred million on him. I think, well, I think I think they've already spent it. Plus, they're going to bring Ericsson in as well. Well, this was where I was going to go next because I don't know so much. I don't, as I've said many times, don't really follow the European scene. So if I was looking within the Premier League, there's two players I'd really like us to go for. And funny enough, they both play for Tottenham. And one is Ericsson, because obviously last season we were looking at Nabil Fikir. Everybody knows that. It was a done deal till it wasn't a done deal. So we're looking at an attacking midfielder. Who's a great attacking midfielder in the Premier League? For me, it's Ericsson. He's one of the best. He's a brilliant player, in my opinion. And then the other one would be Son. I think Son would complement our front three brilliantly. Totally, totally. And he 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 wouldn't have to be running up against Virgil, who kept closing the door on him every time as well. It would be magnificent. I I I think that's a real shout from the Premier League, a real shout. I saw I did see a wild card shout for for Willian, who's kind of a bit disaffected at Chelsea, and I've always. I've always thought he was an excellent footballer, though, I have to say. Like a genuinely excellent footballer. FSG won't spend... I mean, this is what the Lewandowski shout as well. FSG have a profile of uh, 18, 19-year-olds, 23, 24. They're looking at players in that age bracket. So really, even to get Son and Ericsson is asking a lot for them to go out of their comfort zone of what they're doing. You know, with all the analyticals, you know, the the sports science there. Everything they've got set up is, it. You may as well call it Moneyball, the way they're yeah. doing it. You know, yeah. and and they've got a formula. And let's be honest, it's working. And Chelsea can't sell either. Chelsea they can't, can't sell. They can, well, they can't buy. They can't buy. Yeah, that's why. Well, uh, you, you, you wouldn't sell if you if you could if you don't, if you can't buy. Guys, just after telling us that apparently they turned down thirty-five million for Willian today, which is interesting, especially in the back of what's happening there with their manager scenario. I mean, actually, by the way, I'm so out of the loop, lads. Like, I, I actually, I avoid, I avoid stuff like the plague if I can. I know Sarri's gone. Is there a real link to 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 uh, F- Lampard? Is that real? He's on, he's on yeah, top. yeah, he's Lampard's who they're going for, which is fantastic. He's, I mean, he's on, he's on top, that's tremendous. Jesus, Jesus, that's yeah, it's, it, it's that's even funny. Out of the, out of the equation straight away, then. Well, it's even funny if you work out if you know who his number two is. The great Jody Morris, one of the <laughs> finest midfielders in the 1990s, is will, will, will be Chelsea's number two because Zola's going, isn't he? Or he's gone. Zola's, yeah, Zola's going. Yeah, yeah. July, isn't he? Huh. Right. Well, let's just spin it down to the far side of the pitch because there are two things I wanted to talk about here transfer-wise as well. And again, you don't have to talk about specifics, but 
Um, to come back to you on this one, Carl, because um, I have not asked you a question specifically. There are there are a lot of stories um, that won't go away about um, concrete interest in Dejan Lovren from, um, from AC Milan. Um, now, you know, irrespective of your opinion of 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 Degs one way or the other, if he were to go, and we know Yay! like he's. he's <laughs> Cam, stop it. He stepped in um, to various levels of 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 um, of, of of skill and impact um, over the course of the season. And everyone has a, a Degsy opinion. God knows, everyone knows mine. But if he was to go, um, we would definitely need someone there. And I, I'm of the opinion that we need someone who's first team ready, not someone who's uh, a little bit of a well let's train him up or not necessarily well let's produce uh, or sorry promote young hoover because uh, we've already got a scenario there where we still don't know it's it seems cruel to say it but we still don't know carl about 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 joe gomez whether he's going to come back fully or not uh, whether he is going to turn out to be a lad who gets a lot of knocks so i'd say we need someone who's first team ready what, what would be your thoughts there on this on the back like. I wouldn't sell Dan Lover in a million years. You because just wouldn't he, sell him. No, because basically, because if he's your fourth choice centre back, he's played in a World Cup final, he's played in a Champions League final, and yes, I know he, he has games like that, but he also has an a lot, awful lot of games where he's all right. And I'd, I'd rather have our absolutely last it centre back to be Dan Lover than some lad from Ipswich. I just, I just would. I just, I just like the fact that it's going to be Matip and, and Van Dijk. Gomez possibly, although, you know, he is injured a lot. Um, yeah, I just wouldn't sell him. I just don't see the point of selling someone who's like an international captain or whatever. Yeah. Uh, on, on the... on the, I, I don't want to try someone new because we're going to win the league next year. You've forgotten the most important reason to keep Dejan Lovren. The most important reason why you would keep Dejan Lovren. What's Which that? Is Mohamed Salah. Yeah, best mates. Yeah, absolute best mates. The mo-mate thing, that's a bit... <laughs> really? Brait. It's all about Brait. Yeah, I always wondered how you pronounce that. Is that Brate, is it? Is that how you pronounce that? Brate? I don't know, Brait, Brate, whatever how, whatever they're saying. But it, mm. it, you can't put a price on... At the, at the end of the day, Mo is our one of our biggest players. Everybody knows that. Top and, two. Yeah. Him and Virgil. There's, I don't think there's much debate on that. For, I don't know, is it really that important to keep somebody that happy there because of one player? If he stays, you know, would it make that much difference to Mo? I don't know. But them two, I, just, uh, I, I just don't see the point of selling them. I just, I just, it, that makes no sense to me whatsoever. Well, no, but, but the question it's not was... first choice anyway. No, but the point was, that's why Christ said get somebody in who's first choice ready. First team ready. Yeah. Who's, who's going to be pushing either Joe Gomez further down or John Matic further down, maybe. I don't know. But you see, um, that co- that comes back that comes back to Neil's point, which is a fucking excellent one, which is what good teams do when they are in a position of um, superiority is you capitalise. You don't do what we did in 05. You don't do what we did when we finished second a few times and we just go on to get a lot of mediocrity in. You go big. And you go and you commit. And the noises coming from John Henry um, and that crowd are very positive in terms of you'd expect them to be. But there also there does seem to genuinely be a desire. And we've seen in the past they've done it with their baseball franchise. They've gone big. 
they have gone big. I think they 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 did that two hundred million dollar deal um, for that guy that time. I mean, to be fair, maybe if they've had the encouragement now of the trophy, I'd be very excited about that. And speaking of that, Neil, if you were again to look at the squad, it looks very likely it's Simon Mignolet, who's a wonderful fella, uh, who's done you know a great job in terms of morale all year, but absolutely no contribution to the team because thankfully Allison's been fit. I would imagine he doesn't want to hang about to be an ongoing number two. I could be wrong, but I don't see him doing that. So there's another situation where do you go and get like someone who's, you know, maybe 35, 36 and very, very solid and dependable, or do you go and get a little bit of young talent? I think we're being linked with, did you see this? Is it, was it Alex McCarthy? Is that right? Yeah. I think Sam he, yeah. I mean, what's what are your thoughts there on that? I mean, I think with both Lovren and Mignolet are actually very similar so for me personally in terms of, you know, two years ago, I would have, you know, I would have got in my car and driven them wherever they needed to, to, to go. And I don't know if it's the sort of, I'm being fooled by the warm globe of like, you know, winning European Cups, you know, six times and things like that, as you do. But now in terms of a backup goalie, I'm happy with Mignolet now. I know we might want to go. Lovren, um, like you, I would keep, I think if it was playing devil's advocate, my only reason that I would, the only argument I could really see for getting rid of Dejan Lovren as a fourth choice centre-half is, 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 is his injury record, because his injury record's appalling, so you can't actually rely on him. That's the only part of me that makes you think he actually sort of, you, you know, why you would get rid of him. That It would just be on that alone. Because to be honest, since that Spurs game, what, a season and a half ago, he's, I don't think he's really, I think he's been okay. He, he obviously gave that stupid penalty away in the derby the season before last. Uh, but other than that, I couldn't really point to many sorts of clangers. No, I think he's, he's all right. He's, 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 he's done okay. And in terms of being fair... He hasn't been punished for his mistakes as much lately. Yeah, yeah. Fair he's point. still making the mistakes. I don't he's think he is. A, I know he, I, I, I've seen a few games he's played and he's still done the odd little thing. He's been at, you know, his positional sense at times makes me want to pull my hair out. He's, he, he, he doesn't know how to play with, with the rest of the defenders at times. He, he still steps in when he shouldn't. And well, what I'm hearing you saying then is you're not of the opinion, the same opinion as the other two lads. You're thinking, look, if he, if someone wants him, let's let's yeah, let's yeah. offload and let's get in someone that would make yeah. you feel better. That's what you're saying, right? We, we we know what Dejan Lovren is, yeah, and he's and he he's a at best a mid-table team Premier League defender at best, yeah. Well, he, isn't he also? He's clearly the fourth best. Centre half in, uh, in in the league, and probably possibly third as well. I, I would say I don't think I don't love him. You know what I mean? As I said, but I, it goes I, back to what Trev said though. We're in a position now to capitalise and maybe get in. I mean, if the the fear for me has always been if Virgil is not available for three, four, five games, and then you you're back to where we were. Well, it's not, it's not it's not terrifying if we're lucky enough to see the, the Joe Gomez of the first 10 or 15 games of the season, um, which was a fucking revelation. Let's be honest. A yeah. fucking revelation. But it the was guy, a lot Virgil. Well, yeah, but he was actually as good, if not better, than Virgil yeah, on a couple was, of occasions. You know, but, it, um, but it was alongside Virgil. The test will be when there's no Virgil and these defenders have to play yeah. without Virgil. Then we'll see how good or bad they really are. Is it Virgil making them that much better? Or are they actually stepping up to Virgil's level? We're never going to know until that happens. And the fear is, I'd rather not 
I'd rather not go back to a run Matip centre-back partnership for a run of games. That would scare me. Yeah, I mean, like that's basically what you that that's that's what you're up against, and that's why I think recruitment's absolutely vital. And uh, I know Carl was 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 like a little bit kind of uh, quizzical when I was saying about um, being nervous, and it's not that I don't trust this lot to do things perfectly well because they do. So I, I look, I mean, it's it, 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 we we could talk around circles for ages. Is is is, is there a dream? Uh, is there a dream figure in your head in terms of uh, a, a, a one-off that you'd love? I've been on that other show asking people that all the time. Cam, is there is like I mean, is it something daft like Mbappe, or do you do you find yourself being a bit more sort of uh, you know, well, let's be a little bit more practical and we we you know if we can't go up, let's get someone of equivalent value. Let's maybe get this much touted Fernandez kid in, or maybe see can we do a deal for Dembele. What what are you type what what type of thing are you thinking? Is uh, I know I know you're not just as exhausted or indifferent to the transfer stories as maybe the other the three of us are. Um, I've, there's a kid at Lille, I think, Aurea, Aurea, something like that, A U R O R or something like that. Oh yeah. Uh, um, apparently he's guys typing Leon. Sorry, thanks, guy. Um, he he's supposed to be. Some somebody worth looking at, and a lot of clubs would be interested in him if he was available. He's just broken into the uh, the French squad, and I think he's only about twenty, so he fits the uh, the profile age wise of what FSG would be looking at. Um, I don't know anything about him. I, it's just little things I've heard here and there. People mention it, and obviously, I know a lot of people have spoken about Bruno Fernandez. Uh, again, I wouldn't know a thing about him. Never yeah. seen him play. I, you know, he could be sat next to me now, and I wouldn't know who he is. Well, these uh, Nicholas Nicholas Pepe stories won't go anywhere either. Yeah, again, but he's at he's at the Afcon, and yeah. if he's meant to if he's meant to be coming in as backup, he's going to get no preseason by the time he does actually join. Yeah, and you know, again, we're we're back to where we were at the beginning. We're we're relying on uh, Shakiri, uh, Arigi, you know. Is well, Brewster, is Brewster's time going to come this season? Well, I th- there's a lot of noises about that, and 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 we you know we saw what happened when he had to rely on those boys against Barca <laughs> at Anfield, you know. So yeah, it's, it's, average not, game, wasn't it? Not the, yeah, not the worst situation in the world. Like, I oh, look, I, it, it, you, you, we could go on at nauseam. I mean, if 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 the other if the other two, if you don't have anyone in particular that you'd like to see uh, that you'd like to lasso into the club, let's just move on to our second topic, which was basically, I know. Well, I would say Trev, sorry, I've got no one no. external. I've got no one external, but I think the the two players I'm really interested in who could fulfil these sort of like a new signing cliche for next year is um, Chamberlain and Kater. In terms of Chamberlain being out all season and Kater sort of, uh, you know, he didn't pull up trees for most of the vast majority of last season. If those, if we could get Chamberlain back to how he was at the end of just before he got his injury, you know, that form of Chamberlain. And if we can get Kaiser back to anywhere like the hype that he came in came in with, then I think there's a good chance they could be, you know, your archetypal like a new signer. That is actually some sort of credibility. And I'm I'm quite excited. To, I'm really hopeful that those two can like really turn it on next season because I think that'll really do a job for us. You, you lose you lose I'm in no way am I blaming Navi Keita for us not winning the league because I very much think Man City won. I don't think we lost it. But when it comes down to, and you can look at different games and loads of different things, but you just, I do sort of think if you know if Naby had just 
settled in that little bit quicker. If he'd just, just been a little bit closer to the play that we'd hoped, would that have made a difference? So, as I said, I'm not sort of, I'm not, I'm not saying he's the reason we lost the league, not at all. But if we could get him up to what you know, we hope he could be in the Ox, could come back, um, then that could really, that could really get us a few extra points the next season, really make the difference. You know, those for those draws where we just couldn't score. Yeah, that's a great shout. And they are two guys who, I mean, it's massively exciting. If if they can attain the levels that they have previously attained, um, um, the best that Naby's played for us at times this season and the best we've seen Ox playing, Jesus Christ, that's exciting. And already that takes pressure off the front three anyway. But there is a word, there is a name there we haven't mentioned at all, any of us, despite the fact that he was actually pulling up trees in the championship and that's Harry Wilson is 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 nobody seems to be uh, that excited about what he about what he might offer anyone you see I see talking about is goes yeah but it's the championship and they're very low key and downbeat about Harry Wilson in fact lads who like to do the sums in their heads seem to be thinking well we could probably get x for him and then we can invest it in y um just purely before I go to the other two and Harry Wilson what's your take on him I mean, to be honest, all I've seen of Harry Wilson last year is, you know, like you see the little um, the little videos and the little sort of gifts that people sort of sent here in terms of, you know, the free kicks and everything. And if you look at that alone, it looks fantastic and it would seem a no-brainer to sort of keep him on. But I'll be honest with you, I haven't seen him beyond, um, you know, beyond those sort of free kicks, beyond those uh, set pieces uh, at all. So in terms of whether he's... I mean, part of me thinks, what's the harm in keeping him for a season? Or if the argument is it was only in the championship, can we loan him out for a year to a premiership club? Uh, club? I'm sure we probably could. Um, that being the case, why don't we just do that? We don't have to make a decision on this now. See, you know, lower him out to a Premier League club, like, you know, the bottom half or, you know, middle, whatever, and then see where we are in a year and see if we can prove it. And then you make the decision. And I don't think we have to make a decision on him now, necessarily. Yeah. Unless yeah. he badly, you know, unless he's clamouring for something himself. Yeah, I was, I was like you. I was watching highlights uh, as the year went on, and then I saw a couple of the games around the the, the playoffs uh, in their entirety. And whereas he looked tidy, he wasn't massively, massively impressive in any of them. But he does have that ability, Cam, to score a goal. Uh, he does have a real wand of a left foot. I mean, what are you thinking about about Wilson? Um, I was speaking with a a client last week, funnily enough, uh, who's a Derby City fan, a Derby County fan, sorry. And um, you're, you're a second club, right? Yeah, my second club. That's why I said City by mistake. Um, um, he's uh, he's watched a lot of Harry Wilson this season. Uh, been to a lot of games. It was at the player finals as well. And he and he just said quite simply, he won't cut it in the Premier League. He hasn't got it. He goes, he's good. He's he's a good Championship player. That he doesn't think he'll make it. He's he's not a, a Liverpool quality player. He's not going to come in and push others out. He just hasn't got that level. He's not good enough. Oof, and, right. Okay. And that's well, from someone. He, and that's from someone who's seen him play a lot. Someone who's watched him a lot. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. That, 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 that's someone whose whose opinion you'd, you'd be more inclined to take than any highlights packages because a lad can bang one in um, spectacularly and be kind of absent for the rest of the game. So yeah, it's 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 interesting. I mean, I just I, I did I just didn't want to let that one go either because I know, uh, like I say, all the amateur accountants are including him in their sums. Um, I find that stuff so tedious. I'll just let, let I'll, I'll be honest with you. That when, if you're listening to this show and you're hoping for the episode where we sit down and get our calculators out, that's that's not going to be happening on here, I'm afraid. But um, 
Carl, unless you have something else you want to say on transfers, the other thing I did want to look at briefly was uh, rivals. And we had a little bit of a chat before the mics went live about what was going on with a couple of them. Um, you know, the Chelsea scenario, for for instance, we've just spoken about um, on, 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 on air. Um, and that makes them, along with uh, the Manx, reliant on an old uh, an old player to try and light the magic. I mean, I'm quite enthused about both of those scenarios. Was there anything particularly you wanted to look at in terms of our rivals for next season? Well, firstly, it's June. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. That, that's my views on transfers. Um, yeah, I, I, I say this because I, I was out with, uh, it was my mate's birthday. Actually, it's his birthday today, actually. But it's, uh, we had, he had a birthday party on Saturday. And I talked to a mate of mine I worked with ages ago as a United fan. And he, he really knows his stuff. And he said, "What his problem at Solskjaer, he says, he said, he said, I like him, but what United lack is what you have and what Tottenham have. And that's an idea of how to do things from now on over the next five years. And he said, and, and since Van der Haal came in, all he did was buy big players, moved them on the next year, then we started again. There was not no system in play. Um and you, and we have we don't get managers who are now going to last ten years. We just don't do that. When we, and obviously during their their, their best ever time, um, that United did that. No, they had Ferguson for seventy five years or whatever it was. Uh, it was. This made me think about Chelsea because Chelsea are a really weird club because they do the mm. exact opposite and they, they win everything. They win they win one trophy every year. It's They're very successful. Incredibly so, and you know they, 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 I think they've won sixteen trophies. Since two thousand and three, and and it, it's they do it by giving someone twelve months. It's a really weird system they've got. So when we talk about you know when if Lampard goes there and it looks like he is, then you know oh god what are they going to do that in the next two years? I think they've already budgeted for that already. They'll just you know they'll they'll whack Hiddings in for six months if he goes if he it doesn't last very long, and then they'll just wait to see who wins you know Serie A because that's what they tend to do. Yeah, or they'll, or they'll get Allegri in eventually, which I think that's what they're probably they're waiting for. Um, I just think it's really weird. I sort of like you know, us and Tottenham, we got to the Champions League final, uh, and we both got this very very rigid system in place of this how you do things. And Chelsea, it just seems to work for them. It's a really strange system they've got. Yeah, it it does work for them um, because they have this incredible depth of squad. Uh, they have incredible talent pool there uh, that's been acquired in ways that you can cock an eye at if you want, but that's the way it is. And so they get these gun for hire managers in to come in and do a job, like you say, for 12 or 18 months and then they're out the door. But they're working with really good players. So if they're any good, they're going to do okay. And we saw the absolute shit show that happened with Sarri and his keeper at one stage in the year. And I felt sorry for the fella on the sideline because it was like, God, it was humiliating to watch. Even never mind yeah, to imagine what it was to be part of. I'm and still just, convinced he was walking out. You know, he, he walked out down the big tunnel. He was totally, he was totally down. walking out. He definitely was. Walking I, th- out. I think he's walking out the club there. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. And he's either had a last minute change of heart, or he's been sort of shoved on ceremonies yeah. back in the opposite direction. Because that was, I mean, I don't, I honestly don't see as as a, as a bloke, I don't see how you come back from that setup. Um, I, I, I don't, it's, it's, I, I was just picturing myself in his shoes there and I would have been out that tunnel or at least quietly departing the next day. Cause that was just farcical. And the kid, like, I mean, did you see the reaction by the way, amongst Chelsea fans as well to his, um, reaction to getting a medal handed to him? 
people taking the piss out of the fact that he seemed to be absolutely blown away by his first medal, yeah. you know, but, and like a human, no, normal human reaction. And yet, you know, this is the attitude, you know? So yeah, there's a, there's, I, th- I think that's a very good point about Chelsea. What in relation to Tottenham, uh, Neil, um, Carl says, you know, they have a system, they have a set way of working, they have a plan and they do for a play. They've also got that stadium now, which, May or may not end up doing an Arsenal on them. We'll see. Long term, we'll mm-hmm. see how that works um, in terms of their capacity to be involved in the transfer situation. We know that their manager is highly prized by a lot of other people. Uh, do you consider them to be the main threat for, you know, um, if, if anyone's going to break into the little uh, duopoly of ourselves and City? Yeah, I, I mean, I say threat. I think they'll be. I think they might be a threat for two thirds of the season again, or three. I mean, it really it just depends entirely what happens with them um, over the summer in terms of what uh, transfers they get in. If they did something similar to us that we did last year, you know, it, we got you know, you know, we got you know three or four really good players. If we got like a Fabinho, we got um, Allison, um, you know, we got Chikiri, and he did probably better than we expected, um, you know, and that was back on, on the back of Van Dijk. If they were to do the same type of business as that we did last summer, which I don't think they probably will do because of uh, Levy and sort of pair strings and paying for, paying for that stadium and what have you. I think if they did something like that, then they could possibly do something like we did, which is, you know, make 25 points or 23 points or something ridiculous like that, which was amazing, absolutely amazing what we did last year. They could potentially do that because they have a good core squad like we did. They've got a really good manager like we did. You know, set up and everything seems, you know, good there. It's a stable club. So I think what will happen is they'll probably do a halfway house. They'll make some signings. They'll get, you know, a bit better. And I think, you know, it, it, wouldn't, rem- it wouldn't surprise me if it's a repeat of this season where for two-thirds, three-quarters of the season... They're up there. I think I can't remember when it was, but I think it was like February time, something like that. I was really starting to get quite uh, agitated by Spurs. I was like, I really wish they'd just, you know, go away now. Um, so I can see they had, them... they had a lot of late wins, didn't they? Yeah, really late yeah, wins. yeah, yeah. There was a real like sort of like space to that, and I think it was around the time Palace, possibly. They yeah. got against Palace, I think. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think they'll close the gap. I don't think you know. I don't think there'll be as big a gap between them and us at City as there was last season. But I think ultimately, when it comes down to it, once you get into you know the last seven or eight games of the season, I think it will clearly be between us and us and them again. And I I think Arsenal, Chelsea, uh, Man United. I, I just think. Ill. I mean, it was ridiculous that that fight for the top four. I mean, it was so good to just not be involved in that for the first, you know, this trying to finish in the top four. I yeah. mean, I've never known a season last season where Chelsea, Arsenal, and Man United have been less of a consideration, where they're literally not even in your peripheral vision about how they're doing because you're so far away from them. And I, I think it'll be exactly the same again next season. I mean, if they've got any sense, Man United, just get rid of Solskjaer now. It's clearly, clearly not going to work. So do you just, think they might do that, Neil? Because I do. I, actually, I, I really. They should. Do. Yeah. They should. Yeah. Because it's just absolutely ridiculous. And this was always going to happen. And I remember when they had that good space. I remember talking to lads in work, and people started, you know, changing their minds. Because I think everyone started with the, the idea of. That is, it's a very good appointment getting Solskjaer in. But I think a lot of people, I mean, especially if you watch things like, you know, the, uh, what's the, 
the thing on Sky Sports, the journalists, the Sunday supplements. Everyone was getting tricked by it. Everyone was getting sucked into this idea of Solskjaer. And as that clip isn't in a real Ferdinand, you know, give him a contract. And you only need to have half a brain to know that what happened was going to happen. And I think if they don't get rid of him this summer, it's absolute, absolute madness. Yeah. So let's, so let's be quiet on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, 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 uh, the more you look at it, the dafter it seems, and um, I'm quite happy to roll with that. I, I honestly am. I, I have this sort of dark feeling in the back of my head that maybe they'll hammer out some sort of a deal with um, with Pochettino before the summer is over, which you would that would be annoying uh, to say the least. But they'll then have to go and really reinvent that squad because it isn't good enough on any level so as far as as far as the right rival is concerned i'd be i'd be very long much along in agreement there but um the, <laughs> the ones that i'm thinking about most myself obviously are city and i know neil you've had a few interesting altercations with city fans recently i know i have um guys who are friends of mine and guys who are sort of i i definite bandwagoners of the last couple of years um but a couple of lads who genuinely be city fans for ages and there's a weird sort of they're they're so weird that they're so difficult to cope with they they feel as if they've been hard done by they're not getting enough attention or something i don't know what's wrong with the poor dedums but i have this situation cam and i want to just put this to you before we move away from the football section I have this situation in my head, you know, we're talking about being, uh, you know, hopeful and moving on and all the rest of it. And Neil said something there that just made me think of it. Like, wouldn't it, isn't it just the ultimate thing would be if we were in a situation where those last couple of games, we know we've got a shit run in, the fixtures came out there during the week, we're actually dead rubber. Isn't that really where we need to go next to actually win a league, not just... Uh, not just like last day drama, but not quite out of counter, but with some breathing space. And that's really, I know it seems greedy, um, Cam, but that's really where I want us to be next season. Um, I've not really looked at the fixtures, to be honest. Um, uh, there's not a 39th game game or anything like that, is there? There's not, there's not, but from from a non- Uh, Have you counted the fixtures? Have you made sure of that? From, no, from a non-cynical point of view, it is a tougher run-in than we've had. Right, okay. Um, uh, uh, what's our last game of the season? We home or away? It's Newcastle away. New, Newcastle, Newcastle away. away. Newcastle away, okay. So I'm assuming the game before is the home game then. Yeah, Are we Chelsea looking at home. Chelsea, yeah, let's, let's do it that game. Smash Chelsea win the league. I'd, I'd rather we won it in February, to be honest. Same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, I'm, get, I'm getting you, on it. You'd like a lot. Of, you'd like a lot of things, Carl. But unfortunately, really yeah. yes. Why uh, aren't I in charge? That's what I want to know. Because Downey is. No, I mean generally. Oh right. Okay. I, I should be saying when Liverpool win leagues and things, so I can yeah. you know get some sleep occasionally. I'm fully behind that. I'm fully yeah. Behind that. You should. Uh, you should have a word with your big pal Suey, um, which yeah, is yeah. a good spot for us to Gra- say. Gra- Graham. Yeah, you yeah. and Gray, you and Gray. I, I, Sorry, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if you're aware, Pooley, but uh, Carl most weeks meets famous lads, you know. If he's not taking selfies with Kegsy, he's taking selfies with, with Big Gray Suey. Uh, it's quite it's quite impressive. Did you actually have to have words with the, with the big man, Carl? Can, can I explain what happened? So basically, Graham Sooness is an ambassador to the British Heart Foundation where I work. Ah, right, yeah. And um, he uh, was at an event that I was at. I may have volunteered to be at that event, um, along with Rory Bremner, who's a very nice man. And um, 
I no, got talking no. to, and he was there with his agent. <laughs> not really. I was there with his agent, and um, and he said, "Oh, like, do you want to come over and talk to Graham at some point?" And and I did, and we had a little chat about Ray Kennedy, oh, who, really? was, uh, who, who I never thought I'd say this sentence. Who was a mutual friend of ours. That's, that's, <laughs> I, I know that sounds nuts. I'm, I'm you, aware do you, you see what I mean by that's poorly? Do you see what, what, what we have to pull up on the weekend? I, I could top that. I once saw David Nugent in the big accident, heighted, looking at DVDs. <laughs> what was he buying? He was just, I, I, I just think he was uh, tire kicking, to be honest, Dave. Carl, I think he oh, was, was just browsing. You know, it, was, it was late as well. It was when I asked him, it was like almost 24 hours, about half 11 at night. He was just looking at DVDs. Yeah, I've got to buy chocolate. You've trumped this shit. Out. <laughs> absolutely trumped this shit out of it. That's amazing. The David Nugent Did I story. tell you how when I met Lewis Figa, Michael Ladrup and Stevie <laughs> Joe? Yeah, just as you were walking past on the... They were walking past you or you were walking no, past? They actually, uh, I actually spoke to Michael Ladrup. Right, and what sort of a lad is he? He was sound as a pound. I just said, enjoy the game, Mr. Ladrup. And he goes, you too. Did there you, you say Mr. Ladrup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was polite. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ask him why he didn't sign for us in '86? Oh man, I so wanted that to happen, Carl. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wanted that to happen. That was such a, that was so depressing. I, I was big into that signing, especially after the World Cup. I was like, oh fuck, we should have got that guy. Absolutely. Well, about the name dropping thing, um, this is absolutely true. Not so quite next, finished. We, is what you're saying. <laughs> well, I was say, next next week is the is the League Cup draw. Sorry, this week. Sorry, later in the week. And for some reason, Ray Parler and John Barnes are doing it in Morrison's about a mile <laughs> from where I live. Absolutely true. And, and I'm, I'm going to drive home on Thursday. I don't think should I go home on Friday, not Thursday. Because I'm, I'm in Liverpool this weekend. And uh, read that story. Really... What will you explain that to me, Carl? I don't know. Oh, I thought they're doing the draw in Morrison's in Collendale. Well, are, are they? Are, are they? Oh, hello, stalkers. Are, are they sponsoring <laughs> the, the 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 cup this year in Morrison's? Well, I don't know what Carabao do. Are they a retail thing? But is it maybe not the Carabao Cup this year? Is it maybe the Morrison's Cup? It might be, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm, I, I don't, because otherwise I don't get that. Should we check? Well, the, the reason I know this is because um, I'm on a WhatsApp group with some mate, some of my mate Jamie writes for Some Green Grass, said, uh, said it, when, when he, he read the little press release, he thinks, yeah, they're going to be appearing here. And like, he, he said, put the Alan Parsons line at the end was, it must not, I repeat, not turn into a riot. <laughs> <laughs> a rave, sorry. It must not turn into a rave. Carl, when you go there, I would recommend um, picking up one of uh, Morrison's hand raised pork pies. That they're, they're absolutely excellent. I don't, uh, I don't, I, I don't I, think that's fine. Yeah, as uh, as as, as pre, I'm more of an as demanded a Morrison's man, but if I do go into Morrison's, oh, okay. um, yeah, the, uh, the the pork pies, beautiful. Pork pie, cold or warm, Pully? Oh, cold. Eat a cold, yeah? Yeah, 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 of course, yeah. Well, are you mustard or piccolo either? No, I don't like to add anything because uh, oh, really? I, yeah, I, I just want to enjoy the pure ingredients. <laughs> try right, pork pie. <laughs> I, I, I can I'm confirm sorry, I, I Carl is telling the truth. Uh, yeah, Carl is telling the truth. And the, the draw for the first round will come live from Morrison's Collindale at 7 yeah. The, fir- the first round of what? The first round of what? The Carabao Cup. The Carabao Cup, yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah. it is still the Carabao Cup. Okay. Yeah, right. okay. yeah. Come okay. down, everyone, and meet me. I'll probably be on the M1 by then, but... Yeah, there's no way... It'd be nice to see John Barnes. Obviously, I've met him before. <laughs> Who hasn't? But, um, but Fuck off. Ray, Ray Parler might... Uh, I don't, it's might, only Ray it's only yeah, that, that, that was my first thought. It's John Barnes, <laughs> but it's also Ray Parler. Uh, I can be asked with that. 
Uh, I, uh, Guy Drinkle quietly has won the night in the background uh, with his celebrity story saying that he saw the Borough backup goalkeeper in HMV. So that does. Oh, was, I missed that. Which keeper is that? Borough's backup keeper. Oh, he hasn't got a name. Okay. He doesn't have a name. He's just at Borough's backup keeper. It says it on the back of his jersey. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Oh, oh, God, yeah, I've seen, I've seen him. Yeah, I've, um, he, I, I won't go into this, but yeah, I've seen him play when I, when I had a brief journalist spell. spell. Dimmy Const, that's that's a new one of me. No. It's, it's Constantatus, isn't it? It's, oh, an, okay. it's, it's, it's an abbreviation of his name. Yeah. Okay. Now, gentlemen, before we before we finish up, we want to have a little bit of nonsense. And way way back when, I saw this lovely little uh, bit of um, PR that the club are so fond of doing. Uh, this one was uh, a video where the, basically they were advertising Western Union. It was uh, Oxlade Chamberlain and and Sturridge, and they were chit chatting about you know, what's your best this, what's your best that? And of course, they start off with it with your best app. And the two lads talk about how Western Union's a great app and you're going, holy fuck, this is awful. The rest of it ended up being very good and I'd recommend everyone have a look at it. But we wanted to go through a few of these today. Now, I have a feeling that we've touched off a few of these in recent times, but I'm going to go through them quickly anyway. Uh, we'll just uh, we'll go through the, the, the list and we'll go around all three. And if you want to elaborate, elaborate. If you've just got one word answer, that's equally fine. So, I think, didn't we, Carl and Cam, didn't we do the best way to spend a fiver before? We did, didn't we? Yeah, because um, um, Serena said the uh, it, was, it was a big ice cream with lots of strawberry that's sauce it. on it. That's it, yeah. and there was, there was pick and mix and all this crack. So I'll, yeah. leave that, I'll leave that one out, but I'm going to go down through the rest of them. And I will ask you, I'll come back. I've got I'll, a fiver, I've got a fiver. They're, they're quick, they're quick. When I was at university in Cardiff, on Albany Road in Cardiff, there was a curry house that we called the Five Pound Curry House, and you used to be able to get a starter, your curry, rice, um, and your naan bread all for a fiver, and I ate there about three nights a week. That was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Does this um, have anything to do with your running problem at the moment? <laughs> it was the start of my problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was quite skinny and pretty back then, Carl, but I don't know what's okay. gone wrong. <laughs> That's tremendous. I do like Spending that. Spending exactly fifteen pounds a week on food. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Three meals a week. Three square <laughs> meals a week. Um, yeah. So anyway, we will come back to best app. You should have to give that one a thought because I, I think you might skip that one. But I'm going to ask you what what is the best city? You're not allowed. You're not allowed to say the city that you have most affiliation with. So obviously for you two boys, that's Liverpool, Cam. I, you mean you might have a few different places that you want to um, um, talk about. I'm gonna I'm gonna say um, a, a foreign, a overseas city. What would be your favorite city to go to, or favorite city end of story? So we've heard from Pooley. I'm gonna come back to Pooley last on this. Cam, for you, your favorite city. Um, got choice either Melbourne or Amsterdam. Melbourne or Amsterdam, quite a contrast there. Why you both? Um, I, I went to Amsterdam and I just, I just love the architecture, uh, the canals. Um, I didn't do the red light area before uh, anybody thinks of that. I didn't go anywhere near it. Like the Never cafes, um, I didn't do the brownie hash or anything like that. I just, just enjoyed the tranquility of the place. It was well, just really, really nice. Melbourne, um, I just fell in love with the place. Um, I wanted to move there. I came back to Mrs. B. I came back to uh, UK. I said to Mrs. B, we're moving to Melbourne. She goes over my dead body. I said, you do realise that can be arranged. You have met my family. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, you obviously love Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. 
I love Melbourne. It was fantastic. Amazing place. Is it just is it just uh, the the pace of life there, or was yeah, it? Yeah, it's it's just um, I was staying in a St Kilda's, uh, yeah. So uh, and it's just it's just it is. Uh, you could say St Kilda's has got a little bit of a a Camden Town Amsterdam theme sort of going on there as well. Did Very you go? Did, did you go see St Kilda play? No, oh, no. We should. just uh, we were there for about a week, and we just we were actually there for. Uh, we were in Sydney the week before, and it was a uh, Independence weekend or whatever, right. Independence Day, and then we went to um, Melbourne, and it worked out brilliantly because it was Chinese New Year, and we were in Melbourne, and it was just magical. It was fantastic. Great class, time. class, Carl, a top, your top city outside of um, England. I was going to say there's there's a, there's a lot of bad press about Stoke, but. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, I'd, I'd say uh, I wasn't going to mention that's Australia, but I, I do really, really like Sydney. Really like I that hated place. it. Well, I, I like I like the harbour. I did like a boat cruise thing. I wasn't there very long, but um, I did like a boat cruise thing up in there, and it was just dead nice. But you yeah. know, Macquarie Island, place like that. I really like that. Um, it probably is New York. I know that's a bit of an easy answer, but um, um, it's also the correct answer. But I also I'm like going, I'm going next April. If anyone wants to join me, you're going. What? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of going. Um, I, I might, next I'm also, April. I, I love Vancouver as well. I'd say Vancouver. Vancouver, okay, yeah, it would be New York for me. Just uh, like, like with Cam, I would up sticks and go if uh, life allowed me tomorrow. Uh, it's just, just an awesome spot. Uh, Pooley, what about you? Best city? Um, I go with Tokyo. I just, I, I love any oh. ma- massive, massive city. Where I mean, it's it's one of the re- it, it's the reason one of the reasons that I really love Tokyo when I went there was is one of the reasons I really love London as well. Is that any any of these like massive cities where you could go, yeah, I could live here for 20, 30 years and I still would probably only scratch the surface of like yeah, no what's on offer there and like there's always be like I remember like when we lived in London for example you like you, you just like, literally get somewhere on the tube you haven't been before and you just find cool stuff there and I think Tokyo is like that times ten plus the fact it's so like. You know, very different and like and what I've been, but um, yeah, we we went we went there, well, twice, but on like one trip and such. We went there starting the end. And I absolutely loved it. Loads of novelty stuff, like novelty bars and novelty restaurants, and and bang into me novelty. So uh, yeah, definitely Tokyo. <laughs> I'd love to visit that. I have to say, I'd love to visit that. We've got 10 minutes left, so I'm going to do two or three of these, and then we're going to go out. Uh, Cam Branch, your best superpower would be what? This was so difficult. Um, I've put mind control. Oh, I, I like it. Oh, no. I don't know why. Okay, just, right. Not I plagiarism. Just... Did you ironically not give much thought to the mind control check? <laughs> 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 the, the, this was done about four weeks ago. <laughs> so there, it, there could be something in there. Oh, Christ. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm sorry, I've just had the lawyer said leave it at that. Leave it at that, right, fine. Uh, Carl, what about you? If you had a superpower, what would it be? Flying. Yeah. Fucking sure, yeah. 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 I mean, mean, invisibility is the other one as well, but you've got to get around still. Yeah. Um, So uh, I just like the idea, like, you know, I'll just... um, You want to be Superman. Well, I wouldn't have to bother with the M1 or M6. That would be quite nice. That'd be a really nice thing. My job easier, wouldn't it? I yeah. had this conversation with uh, with a fellow when we were both around thirteen or fourteen, and he actually wasted 
his answer on like you know x-ray vision for the obvious pervy reasons i was so disappointed in him i was so disappointed and what a, what a tragic what a tragic way you're talking to him in the mirror at the time ah very good yeah 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 no no unfortunately it wasn't me i'm i'm slightly above that kind of shit uh Pooley, if you were to be gifted with a superpower what would it be yeah i'm gonna say it was carl flying i think it's, flying. it's, it's an operator and and this isn't even like just like you know like a recent answer <laughs> i fantasize my whole life about uh, being able to fly and to be <laughs> honest and i probably shouldn't say this out loud but it's gonna happen um i remember being like a small boy when i used to think of myself flying <laughs> for some reason i used to be <laughs> in a sailor suit I don't know. I don't know why, but it just seemed like a good idea. Oh fucking hell! <laughs> Obviously. Oh hello, yeah. sailor. That is fantastic. <laughs> Helps us get to Istanbul next year as well, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah Avoid um, expensive flights. Fucking <laughs> okay, hell. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do two more, to, two to finish. Um, and the first, the the second last one is gonna be right. We all, and I'm seriously thinking about kicking the habit and getting myself a flip phone when the contract runs out in about three, four months time on my current uh, deal. I've got like a big old eight plus iPhone thing that I carry around and stare at like every other idiot under the sun. And I'm thinking of severing ties with smartphones, but we are all very much in the enthralled to them. So there was a question, and obviously it was a very cynical one on that quiz, which was, you know, what? why is Western Union the best app? Or what was your best app? And they said, oh, it's Western Union. So fuck that. What is the best app that you've got on your phone, uh, Cam? What is it? And I, like, I, I will need a reason. Well, the app I'm on the, on the most, I don't know if it's the best, is unfortunately Twitter. Um, but does it have any use? Does it do anything for me? Not in the slightest, really. It's just almost becoming an addiction, isn't it? Just to browse Twitter when you, you're not doing anything else. Um, so I, I don't have a best app. You don't. You see, this I don't. You see, what, what, what about this, uh, tying it back into what I'm saying? Like, really, kind of, if there's not one that you consider to be the best, you kind of ask, you, I, you might be okay without any of them, right? That's kind of where I'm going with this. Pretty much. I mean, at the end of the day, everything that's on my phone, I can pretty much do off my MacBook. Yeah. I mean, yeah. a telephone ultimately really is just a telephone, isn't it? But yeah, yeah. They, they've become so much more now. They've become... They've, they've overtaken our lives completely, haven't they? And that's quite unfortunate because you just walk down the average street, the high street, and everybody's got their head in their phones. I would say that the best app on my phone is is Google Maps because re- visiting cities I wasn't familiar with over the last couple of years. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What? <laughs> Sorry, I just read Guy's comments. <laughs> Talking about the stereotypes, Guy. Jesus Christ. Guy, guy, I'm surprised it's not what Toby Carberry <laughs> guys just put just eat well it's a shout it yes, is a man. shout there, there's, there's a functional reason for having that but I, I honestly I've been quite literally lost without Google Maps on you know visiting London and it just helps it just helps a lot so that would be my shout for you most useful or best one um, Carl what about you? Spotify yeah it's Spotify. got every single album that I've ever wanted ever is in my head whenever I want to play it 
I mean, yeah. that, that's pretty impressive. The only thing that comes close, and even Spotify have nipped into this as well, is the podcast app. Because I listen to I listen to a lot of podcasts, like five or six a day if I can. So I work from home. So yeah, um, yeah I'd be the same. And, and I've got Bluetooth speakers and stuff. So like I, I can literally just play four podcasts on a row. I've just heard Adam Books in the interview and Bob Morseman and Paul Whitehouse. That's fucking glorious, isn't it? Great, great yeah. chat. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that you can do that on your phone is just that's amazing. Yeah, I don't know who's after popping in. Is a guy after popping in about Audible for exactly the same reasons? That's yeah, I haven't got that yet. I should do that. Yeah, I do do that, man. It's, it's absolutely worth the money. Not that I'm, uh, but if you, if Audible are listening, they want to sponsor the show. Like fucking work away, lads. And if yeah, you do, yeah, when you get your free your first free book, I would highly recommend the Beastie Boys one. It's absolutely brilliant. I've heard that. Yeah, and, if, and if they've tinkered with it, especially for it to be like, I know, I know it's not just like it. They've they've used the medium really, really well. It's absolutely brilliant. So definitely well, it, it, that. It's them, isn't it? Narrating it. It's not. It's one yeah. of them or all of them. Oh, there's loads of people. They got like loads of like like they got loads of different people um, narrating each chapter. I think Jarvis Cocker does one. Bet Midler does another one. There's, there's loads of like oh, really like random people doing it. That's like great. That. Yeah. That's it's great. Good. It's really good. Right to finish this. Oh, did, was, is is that were you? Are you? I heard you chiming in in agreement there with the Spotify shout. Yeah, mine was mine was exactly exactly the same. Um, like as, as Carl in terms of, and not only was like being a, like, you know just being able to access that music and you know, but I think when I sort of got just got Spotify a few years ago, it sort of really got me listening to music the way I used to. You know what I mean? In terms yeah. of, I know it's not as you know nice as vinyl or tapes or CDs or whatever you had, but I think since I got Spotify, it's like I listen to music in the same way that I used to when I was like a teenager and in my twenties, where you just like literally put something on and you don't do anything else. You just sit there and listen to it. Uh, I just absolutely love it. Yeah, an entire album as well. That's that's the thing yeah. about it. I, I found myself doing that too. And you know, if you are doing something else, time is passing. Or, but you're talking about just actively listening to music, which is which is quite cool and the way it's supposed to be. Let's finish off with with uh, our, the last one for the scene, which is what was your first point? That doesn't have to be a point. Let's just say your first drink. If you're not a pints man, what was your first point, Cambridge? Skull, age fifteen. A pint of skull. And where was that? Well, it wasn't a pint; it was a can. A um, can in a field yeah, yeah. somewhere, right? Yep. Yeah, bought from bought from Tesco's in a Market Square, Loughborough. Oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was so. So basically, uh, a gang of lads and a few cans from. No, Tesco. it was just me and a mate. We walked in, picked up four cans, and um, oh yeah. Just went to the counter, paid for them, and walked out. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Very good. Uh, and do, do you remember the effect of it, or was there any? Because I remember being. I wasn't overly keen on it. You weren't overly keen, no. yeah. You you remain not overly keen on points, as I, as I recall, don't you? That's right. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big fan. Not a big yeah, fan. Not a big fan. Uh, Carl, what about yourself? First point. Um, quite late, really. Uh, it's my last day of school. Because um, most of my class have been get have been a good ten months before me, and it was my last day of school. It was uh, my mate's brother's wedding in like a labour club in Kirby. Three pints. All my mates were absolutely hammered inside. I was absolutely fine. The second we got outside, roles were very much reversed. I was, absolutely, I was absolutely in bits, and they were all yeah, this is okay. And this this shows my age. The next day, I went to see the Star Council. 
<laughs> Christ alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. at, at the, that's the Empire. I assume at the Empire. Oh, man, that's great. I'd say <laughs> June 85, that would have been. Right. Yeah, mine was, was late as well. Mine was uh, last day of second last year in school, so last day of fifth year in the Irish system. And I went down after school. I met people on Friday evening and... I remember finding myself in a position where I was buying my first pint. My hands were shaking. I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, Did you say, can I have a pint of beer, please? I didn't go quite that bad. I I, I listened to the lads around me and I went for one of the obvious brands. And as I was watching it, I was aware that everybody was looking at me. And I was sweating profusely. And someone, some wag said, look, he's sweating, you know. And it made me even worse and more more self-conscious. I fucking necked the thing like absolutely necked it. it was gone in a second just so i could get out of there and go fade into the background and i didn't bother with pine stand for ages after that but i've made up for it since poorly what about you um i think mine was similar as well it was, you know when you do you, 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 you do your gcses or, or levels or whatever you, you would have done you get like study leave and you yeah. start to go off it was dead and i'm pretty certain because I, I have to think about this i'm pretty certain it was the swan pub on wood street in liverpool which is like the sort of heavy metal sort of rock my, bro- my brother-in-law worked there all right it's okay yeah, yeah cool yeah really good like jukebox and everything and yeah. to be honest i still go there because uh, i don't like change you you commit very early i like that yeah (laughs) yeah very early to my one establishment that i can go to i'll just go here for the next 26 years of my life was that around the time that the 147 snooker club was opposite yeah exactly i loved that place yeah yeah yeah. i pretty much lived in there one summer absolutely loved it never played any snooker it was just really cheap yeah the 147 was great because it was open after everything else so after you'd like just to come out to the clubs or whatever you could go there it was just open till sort of like six o'clock in the morning so you could just go and sort of sit off and there was great there was a bar you could just go yeah 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 yeah. oh great stuff Ah, absolutely dirty but it's near near uh, mcdonald's it's near mcdonald's which is my favorite club as well Mm. so all my mates used to go there all the time i had my first cheesy chips in a snooker club It's like listening to Alan Alan Wicker, isn't it? It really is. is. Listeners, you've had a treat tonight. Let's let's start wrapping this up because it's going to go on. It's like Proust. <laughs> it's pure Bruce, yeah. We've we, a little bit, maybe a little bit, of, a little bit of Joyce as well in here. We should wrap up this episode of the Anfield Index podcast before we go. It's customary for me to ask the lads if they have any final thoughts. So um, we'll do uh, the usual order: Carl, Cam, and then our special guest Pooley. So, Carl, anything to finish with? I've just got a. I'm, I'm, I'm fully into the swing of some green grass and a ball again, which I'm still looking for writers. Uh, and um, it's a it's a blog about niche football topics. It cannot have anything to do with Liverpool on it at all. Um, and this week, I've written about the most decorated footballer in the history of the game, uh, a man who has a 39-year playing career, won 10 league titles, four European Cups, three Cup winners' cups, and um, and he just happens to be a cartoon called Roy Race. Get in, Roy. Get in. I, 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 Honestly, it's the best research I've ever done. I was actually, I, was, I loved every second writing it. You were going to say Dino's off then? 
Well, no, I put it out on Twitter yesterday. I mean, so now you mean Dean Dino's off. But he played for 39 years for the first team. I think he did. <laughs> That's great. I cannot wait to read that. And everyone else, if you've your brain in your head, go and get get along to some green grass and the ball and read. And you've got you've got to know that Tommy Strubbles does get a mention as well. I should hope so. I should hope so. Uh, Cam, what about yourself? Any final thoughts? Yeah. No other mammal is as deceitful as the human being. <laughs> Have your lawyers okayed this? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, so that's us, right? You're done. <laughs> you're, you're done, right? Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I, I like that. I'm, I'm, I'm done, good and proper. I think fucking, yeah. you've no idea how done you are. Bob. <laughs> I like this, Cam, but next week, can we revisit the cheesy chips line, please? <laughs> I really want to know what happened. Uh, yeah. I'll, te- I'll tell you the story about my 17th birthday. There's a good one for you. There we go. Okay. Well, chalk it down. Uh, Pearly, any, anything to finish with? I have been thinking recently that the world will probably end in my children's <laughs> lifetime. That's been getting me down a bit, and I'm quite worried about it's just the carbon that's going to get released from the glaciers melting. Because I'll increase the carbon by 50%, so it's just exponential heating up there. I'm, I'm a bit worried about that, I'll be honest with you. Well, I'll try to push it to the back of my mind. <laughs> Oh the fucking hell! Uh, and on that, on that incredibly chipper uh, note, we will finish this episode. Cheesy chipper, thank you. <laughs> Next podcast. Me thanking you oh, for, your, uh, for your support, listeners, um, as they waffle away in the background. Do come back again to us next week. Um, we'll try and um, inveigle Pooley to come on again once or twice over the summer. Um, although, realistically, it'll probably be July 2020 before we hear from him again. Uh, I have been Trev Downey. Thanks to the lads. Until we speak to you again, be kind to your fellow champions of Europe and stay safe out there. Podcast Network.